Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread. And I just want other beggars to know where I found it. That's all. This episode, Remember the Name. It's a little shout out to Fort Minor for their song with that title, Remember the Name. And of course, Fort Minor features Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park fame. And that Fort Minor project had some nice stuff on it. If you want a song with all the feels, dude, check out Kenji. It's Shinoda's homage to his grandfather who was put in a Japanese internment camp here in the good old USA during World War II. That song cuts deep. Anyway, moving forward on Remember the Name and... Just a quick word of caution, if you've never listened to that song and you, you want to check it out, find the clean version because the original does have some salty language in it. But it's the chorus on that song that is fire. Anyway, remember the name. Throughout the scriptures, we see a vast array of names that speak to different attributes and characteristics of God. And I want to take a look at and define many of these names and titles in this episode. And this won't be an exhaustive, all-inclusive list, of course, of his names and or titles. But some of the most commonly used ones, some of the ones that maybe we're familiar with and have heard, but don't know the definitions that are throughout Scripture. So first, let's talk about the name that seems to have some mystery tied to it. You may have seen it written as Y-H-W-H. It's translated as Yahweh or Yehovah, using uh, the Hebrew language, the consonants yod Hey vav Hey in there from the Hebrew language. The translation through Greek in the Septuagint is Jehovah. There's no letter J in the Hebrew language, and when you can get to the source, the original, I prefer sticking there. And since this was written originally in Hebrew, I think we should stick with that. The Hebrew spelling of this name, again, it contains the consonants yod Hey vav Hey, phonetically using the English language Y-H-W-H. And this name is referred to by some as the unspoken name of God. And often people will substitute the word Adonai, or you'll see it in different versions of the Bible, either Adonai or where you see the word LORD in all caps, L-O-R-D, all capital letters. That's where the Hebrew name yad vav Yahweh, is written. Others will use the Hebrew word Hashem, either in Bible translations or when they're speaking, they use Hashem, and that defined is the name. It is understood what name is being referred to when someone says or writes Hashem, the name. Now, this is the sacred name of God, Yahweh. And many revere it so much and have such regard for it that they won't speak it. And they won't write it down. If they do write, they'll just use those consonants, yod, he, vav, he, with spaces in between, no vowels. 
And that way, if anyone throws out or deletes the document with it written, the sacred name of God has not been disrespected, disregarded, or deleted. To the point of it being the unspoken name, I don't know of any scriptural references that, that say that about Yahweh or Yehovah. And if someone knows of, of one, if you have a scriptural reference, please, please let me know because I, I definitely don't want to be guilty of disrespecting his name if that is the case. If there is specific scriptural uh, dictates saying that it's to be unspoken, I want to honor God. So let me know if you know of, of passages that say such. But... What I do see in the scripture is precedence for speaking this name. In Exodus 3, when the Lord is speaking to Moses, telling him that he will be the deliverer of God's children from Egypt, Moses asks God, whom shall I say sent me? And God's first response is, I am that I am, the ever-present one. Tell them, I am sent you, basically. Then, in verse 15, we read, God also said to Moses, You are to say to Benai Yisrael, Adonai, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and the name by which I should be remembered from generation to generation. So where we see the name Adonai in this scripture, when you go to the Hebrew text of this verse, the word is yod Hey vav Hey. It is Yahweh or Yehovah. That name means the self-existent one, eternal one. And notice what he says, that it is the name by which he should be remembered from generation to generation. And also that he told Moses to refer to him by the name Yahweh, that sacred name of God, Y-H-W-H. Moses was told to speak that name to Benai Yisrael, the children of Israel. And there is so much more to that name. And again, we're, we're going to touch on a lot of different names in this, in this episode. I encourage you to dig deeper and study more into these because, oh my goodness, it's such a beautiful study looking at his names, his attributes, his characteristics. So take time and dig deeper. Another name that we frequently see in the Bible is Elohim. Now, most Bible translations will use the English word God, where the Hebrew name Elohim is found in one of its forms. The precise definition of this word is not completely known. It is the word found in Genesis 1-1, the first verse in the Bible. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. It's a reference to strength, power, and the ability to create. It's interesting that this word is plural. Elohim, the I am, 
denotes it is plural. But the verbs that are used in conjunction with it are singular. Most agree and believe that this is a reference to the triune nature of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The singular verbs used to reinforce that He is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That phrase in Hebrew is Adonai Elohim. Plurality in nature and yet singular in being. Listen to the episode Flirting with Disaster if you want to hear more on the triune nature of God. Adonai Elohim is a powerful declaration because it is personalizing it. When we say that name, we are saying, He is my Lord, my God. And you see, that right there will preach. That'll preach, man. I'm going to keep going and moving forward on these other names, but please dig in. Look at look at these names on your own. Dig deeper. You may notice that in a lot of these names, the word L, E-L, is very often used in various names and titles for God. In its basic form, in its basic form, when referring to Yahweh, the word L appears as strong counselor. So we're going to take a look at some of these names, the descriptions of the attributes and characteristics and nature of God with this L prefix. But that E-L appears 250 times in the Tanakh, the Torah, the writings, and the prophets. Commonly referred to as the Old Testament, I have said before, and I'll say again, I, I'm not a fan of that phrase because it, it makes it sound as though those scriptures are obsolete, they're outdated, they're old, and they've been replaced by the New Testament. And that is not at all what they are. No, they work together. The New Testament is the fruit of the Old Testament, okay? The Gospels, the Epistles, Revelation are the fruit of Torah, the writings, and the prophets. No roots, no fruit. And that's another episode that you can look up and take a listen to as well. No roots, no fruit. But we're going to move on and move forward here and look at some of these names with that L, strong controller prefix. First name we'll, we'll take a peek at is El Haneeman. El Haneeman. And we find this name in Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. It means the faithful God. The root of Hane'eman means to nourish or support. El Hane'eman, He is the faithful God. Even when we are not, He remains El Hane'eman, the faithful God. In Isaiah 45 and verse 21, we see the name El Sadiq. And this means the righteous God. Sadiq means just and righteous. He is El Sadiq. And we get the word Sadaka, righteousness, from Sadiq. He is the righteous God. He is all 
that is just and right, El Sadiq. One name that you're probably familiar with, you've heard it from time to time, is El Shaddai. And it's found in a variety of passages. Genesis 17, 1, Ruth 1, 20. It's throughout Job, uh, the Psalms, and, and more. El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one. The root of Shaddai, Shad, actually means breast. And if we think of a mother feeding her baby with her breast, that child finds nurturing, nutrition, and sufficiency right there at the baby's mother's breast to grow from that source. God is El Shaddai. He is our sufficiency in all things. With him, we lack nothing. Moving forward, El Elyon is a beautiful name. It's found in Genesis 14 and verse 20, Psalm 9 and verse 2, and Numbers 24, 16. This name, El Elyon, the Most High God. He is the exalted one. This title emphasizes the sovereignty, strength, and supremacy of God. El Elyon, the Most High God. There is none higher. There is none greater. He is El Elyon. In Psalm 90 and 93, as well as a couple other spots, um, we see the name El Olam. And El Olam means God everlasting. The prefix here, Olam, means everlasting time or space. It means world or universe. Now, how awesome is that? That He is El Olam, God everlasting. He is eternal, He is omnipresent. Everlasting time or space. He is El Olam, God everlasting. A name that some of you might be familiar with and is used in one verse that I know of, Genesis 16, 13, El Roi. And again, I believe it's only in this one verse in Genesis 16, 13, when Hagar calls God this El Roi. When God sees her in her affliction, the God who sees me is the definition of El Roi, the God who sees me. And it's so encouraging because no matter what we're going through, he sees us. He sees us in our struggles, our affliction, our pain, and our trials. He is El Roi, and nothing that we go through is unseen by him. El Roi, the God who sees me. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, which is a pretty familiar passage to a lot of folks, we see the name El Gibor. Again, it's in Isaiah 9, 6, and the passage is, For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us. And the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, my Father of Eternity, 
Prince of Peace. El Gabor is right in the middle of there. El Gabor means the mighty God. It is a picture of God as a warrior and champion. And of course, this is a prophecy of Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. And so it is speaking of him. But El Gabor, the mighty God, he fights our battles. He is our warrior. He is our champion, El Gabor, the mighty God. Hallelujah. That he fights for us, our warrior and our champion. Now, this next name was a little less familiar to me, at least, um, and it's found in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 3, El Deot. And this title or name of God means the God of knowledge, El Deot. He is omniscient, the all-knowing one. He knows all and all. All knowledge flows from him like a fountain. He is El Deot, the God of knowledge. In Deuteronomy 10.17, we see the name El Hagadol. This means the great God. Gadol means grand, great, or awesome. He is not a great God. He is the great God. Amen. El Hagadol, the awesome God. In Jonah, we see the name El Hanun. It's in Jonah chapter 4 and verse 2. And this name, El Hanun, means the gracious God. The word Chen in Hebrew, is the root word for Hanun, and it means grace. When you look at it and see it written to us, reading it in English, it looks like Chen, C-H-E-N. It's Chen, and it means grace. El Hanun, the gracious God. And oh, is he El Hanun, the God of grace? Hallelujah. Yes, he is. And we should be thankful for that grace. Thank you, El Hanun. There are so many others, and again, time would fail us to touch on them all. He is El Hakodesh, El Hakodosh. I better pronounce it right. El Hakodosh, the Holy God. He is separate. He is holy. Hakodosh, the Holy God, El Hakodosh. The name El Hashamayim, the God of the heavens, El Hashamayim. El Chayai, I love this name because this so personalizes our relationship to him. El Chayai, the God of my life. Wow. I love that name and that definition, the God of my life. And I pray he is the God of your life, El Chayai. And it just, it keeps going. There's so much, so much depth and richness. Again, I encourage you to, to dig deeper and look more at these names. 
and at others. Uh, the website Hebrew for Christians, and that's Hebrew, the number four, Christians.com, is a great resource to dig into and understand the meanings of these names and titles of our God. Now, there's another name that we can't end the podcast without discussing. We cannot ignore this name. It's found in Psalm 68:19, And the name is El Yeshua Tenu. El Yeshua Tenu. And this name means the God of my salvation. The root word for Yeshua Tenu means deliverance victory, and salvation. That root word, as many of you are aware, is Yeshua, which of course is the Hebrew name of the promised Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. His name means salvation. Is it any wonder the scriptures say there is no other name under heaven, given among men, by which we must be saved. No other name but Yeshua, salvation. We are told to declare him Lord, yielding ourselves to his complete authority, placing him on the throne of our lives, surrendering to him, accepting his atoning sacrifice on our behalf, his sacrifice on that cross, for our sin. And we receive God's gift of salvation through Yeshua. Salvation, deliverance, victory, Messiah. Restoring to us a right relationship with God through Him. El Yeshua Tenu, the God of my salvation. And may He be El Yeshua Tenu to you as well. I want to thank you for your time. I certainly appreciate it. And remember, I'm just a beggar telling other beggars where I found bread, the bread of life. And I I don't care if you remember me at all, but you must remember the name. Declare Yeshua, your Lord, and be reconciled to Yahweh, the self-existent one, the eternal one, the heavenly father and king, Avinu Malkenu. There's another great name, and we could go and run with that one as well. Avinu Malkenu, our father and our king. Hallelujah. Dig in, Check those out, search them, and just be blessed as you do. It is awesome to know who he is, all that he is. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I appreciate all of you who take the time to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, and to share it, to just put out there bread for those who are hungry. I appreciate it. So you go out. And give him heaven. And remember Hashem, the name.